Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Healy's away. Australia are away. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG. Welcome back to The Scoop, the cricket podcast dedicated to the women's game. We've got an action-packed fourth episode for you all today. So with the international matches all wrapped up for this year, we are now in full WBBL mode ahead of the sixth edition of the tournament, which starts on October 25. Joining us a little bit later in the show will be South African superstars Marazan Kapp and Dane Van Newkirk, who will be speaking to us from Adelaide, where they're currently doing their two weeks of hotel quarantine before they fly up to Sydney to link up with the Sixers. And we will also have our favourite expert, Kristen Beams, joining us on the show to share her thoughts around what hub life is going to mean for the teams and players coming into this unique WBBL season. So what we thought we'd do before we get Dane and Marazon on is give you all a bit of an update on the lay of the land in WBBL world. So what's changed since the Brisbane Heat won back-to-back trophies at AB Field in 2019? Obviously quite a lot. Um, It almost seems like another life. But yeah, it's great that within a challenging challenging landscape and world that we live in now that we've got a WBBL season to look forward to. And that comes off the back of an off season with plenty of player movement, doesn't it, LJ? It does. And the contracting window opened heaps later than usual this year because of the pandemic. And that means all the movement has been condensed into a really exciting couple of months. And we've seen big name players making some huge moves. So the Scorchers have been the biggest playmakers. Anyone who thought, oh, they're losing Meg Lanning, what are they going to do? Quickly, they snapped up Beth Mooney and and Sophie Devine, which is absolutely massive. Meg Lanning's returned to the stars. Sammy Jo Johnson has a new home. She's uh, headed down to the Thunder. And a bunch of the internationals have also found new homes. We've got Heather Knight signing with the Thunder. Lizelle Lee heading to the Renegades. So, yeah, there's going to be quite a few people wearing unfamiliar colours when it comes to round one. For sure. And now all the squads have been finalised, so we're locked and loaded. Uh, It's unfortunate that we've seen the Hurricanes already impacted by injury with Taylor Valemic and Maisie Gibson being ruled out before the season starts, but they've secured uh, a few replacement players to travel with them, um, and that's including 
New Zealander Hayley Jensen. And on a similar note, because of the border closures and travel restrictions and the need for certain people from certain states like Victoria to quarantine, the good news is teams have been able to bring up a couple of extra hub players each um, to have them in the village and they'll be able to call on them if there's any injuries or anything that happens suddenly that means their regular 15s impacted. So that's pretty good opportunity for some extra players and covers off any unforeseen things that might happen throughout the season. And that's just one of the changes we've seen this season because of the pandemic, isn't it, Em? It sure is. So as we all know, the whole WBBL 06 tournament is being played in Sydney. All the players are living inside a hub type environment, which has been coined the WBBL Village. So that is inside Sydney Olympic Park. There are five grounds in use. So we've got North Sydney Oval, Showground Stadium, Blacktown, Hurstville and Dremoyne Oval. And now we're going to chat to two players who are living it up in hotel quarantine before the season starts. We are so excited to be welcoming two WBBL favourites to The Scoop. So we're lucky enough to have Dane Van Niekirk and Marizon Cap on The Scoop. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So first of all, hotel quarantine, has it been better or worse than you expected? Uh, first few days better, but I think we're going towards worse now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree with that one as well. And which one of you has been dealing better with the quarantine? Is one of you better suited to, to that time? Definitely me. Definitely. Why? got irritated yesterday. I don't know why. She, she, she was like all the seasons. <laughs> she, she was angry, sad, happy. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, no, I just, I guess, I don't know. It's just my personality. I try and make, um, you know, a good thing out of a bad situation. There's nothing I can do. I can roll around and cry like a baby. They're not going to let me out anyway. So I might as well make make a good thing out of a bad situation where she just gets a bit grumpy. But she's a bit better today. She just gets quiet. That just freaks me out a little bit. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should go to the next room and sit on the treadmill for for a couple of hours to leave alone. <laughs> nah, fair enough. It's a bit of a roller coaster of emotions. And so what are some of the things that you've been doing in this time to keep yourself entertained? We saw you on Instagram sticking your heads out of the windows to look at some of your teammates. Yeah, we've been the unlucky too because um, we realised that I think six of the eight girls are like below each other so they can all speak a bit and see each other. But we are at one random spot, even our balcony, we like face a wall and then you can see oh, no. the outdoors there through a, a small oh, no. <laughs> So that and, and we don't get sun at all as well because I was planning on sitting on the balcony in the sun and then we got here and we were like, okay, it's not happening. So we're just staying indoors. <laughs> yeah, training a little bit and I guess I've never played as many games on my cell phone as I have uh, this last couple of, I guess, days. And now it's we, we turn into playing on our phones most of the time, trying to, you know, the time. It was actually okay the first couple of days because we went to bed at like four and five in the morning. So we sleep until one o'clock. So the day is really short. It's your nights that gets a bit longer, but I can I can handle that a little bit more. Any any Netflix shows that you've been watching? No, we're not big on Netflix shows. Um, I like to watch Family Guy and all those things, but I've watched every single episode, so um, there's nothing for me to watch. Um, yeah, she's more. Yeah, I don't know what she does actually. <laughs> <laughs> I should be watching. 
<laughs> Fitness wise, you've got a bit of equipment in your rooms, I think. And um, we saw a video of Marazan trying to bowl against the hotel door. Is it hard trying to keep fit in there? First of all, that is in our programs. <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone thinks I'm crazy and just doing it. That's in our program. Um, but no, it's, the, the training has actually been good. Um, obviously, cricket wise, you're a bit worried and stressed because we don't have a lot of days when we get out of quarantine. But um, fitness-wise, running-wise, I think we've been actually working really hard. So it's, it's been good. Yeah, we took our first off day today, so it was pretty good. It's just nice to relax the first two hours and then you realize you're still in the hotel room. So, yeah, it's been better if we could have gone outside. And how are you both feeling ahead of the WBBL Village and what do you think that experience in the hub life will be like? Well, we're not going to Kuji this year, so we're pretty sad. Well, I am. I am personally. I'm very sad that we're not going to Kuji anymore. But um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, you know, some of my teammates promised me that they're gonna bring Kuji to the village, so I'm excited for that. But um, I don't know how she feels. I think I think the freedom is probably the thing that I'm a bit nervous about. Um, you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations, obviously understandable, but. Um, it's going to be quite interesting to to see how everything works out. Um, it'll nice. It'll be nice to see the team again and, and obviously catch up with everyone. Um, you know, we thoroughly enjoy each other's company, so I don't think you know spending a lot of time together is going to be a massive issue. Um, yeah, it's a pretty laid back team, also very intense but very laid back. I know it sounds a bit odd, but um, yeah, it's it's just going to be quite interesting personally for me. Um, I just speak about myself. It's going to be. Um, yeah, it's going to be an experience. It's what a time we're living in at the moment. So. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And um, yeah, you said you'll be spending a lot of time with your Sixers teammates and you all get on pretty well. But is there anyone who, who might be a bit of a pest or start to annoy people after a bit? Um, I'm not going to call out anyone because <laughs> she'll probably call them out a lot quicker than I do. I'll invite them in. Come in. Come in. <laughs> she'll probably call them out. Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. We have a lot of busy people in our team. Um, you know, Jody Hicks, um, But you know, it's it's all fun and games. We really enjoy. Her. She keeps she keeps us young. I I like that part of it. Um, so I'll probably see her a lot, hopefully. Um, but no, I don't think for me personally there won't be anybody that's going to face me. It depends on what she says. You know, she's the boss. She's just going to close that room door. That's what she's going to do. Yeah, for me, there's no one specifically. I'll just maybe chase Tane out so she can go to bed. I can have peace and quiet. Just shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> and so when coronavirus was starting to get pretty bad across the world, did it ever cross your mind that you might not be, be able to come to Australia to play in the WBBL this year? That was a big worry for us, um, especially in South Africa. We had a quite a, a bad lockdown, um, so we were a bit worried, especially after our England tour got cancelled as well. Um, but yeah, luckily we are now and and we can play some cricket. Yeah, yeah. What was life like in South Africa during that lockdown? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't ideal. <laughs> they decided to stop everything everything um we had to stay indoors we weren't even allowed to um, go outside of our houses um, not even in the street we couldn't train nothing um so that was quite um interesting uh they they stopped <laughs> they stopped the alcohol and tobacco uh, the sale of that as well um so that <laughs> that was horrible but um yeah i don't know what's through it um but we got through it and um yeah it, Look, they were quite strict. Apparently, I heard that we had one of the, I guess, the, 
the most strict um, lockdowns in the world, um, which we are thankful for. Um, you know, lives are a lot more important than these luxuries, I guess, or I guess necessities for some people. But um, no, it, it wasn't great, but at least myself and Marizana had a gym at home so we could train a little bit. Um, you know, we were in, we, we were in quarantine with um, Kapi's youngest sister and her husband with um, the two babies. And yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> I, was, I was probably more in the gym acting as if I, I was gymming more than going upstairs because of the baby shower. So, um, no, it was good. It wasn't too bad. It was nice to spend some time at home and just do things that, that you normally won't do when you're, you're on tour all the time. And what is, it, what is it about coming out to Australia for the WBBL tournament that you and the, your South African teammates love? I think just I actually had a thought about it um, a few days ago when I, when I watched the New Zealand and Australia um, girls play. And then I just realized what high quality the, the Big Bash is because sometimes I feel like when I, when I play against some of these teams, it almost feels like you're playing international cricket because you've got so many good players, even even the youngsters that they have over here. It's, it's just high-quality cricket. And how does that compare to, to back home and the cricket you play over there? Oh, it's, it's difficult. You can't compare it at the moment because, um, you know, we're very much amateur. Um, you know, the, the ladies and the girls don't get paid to play cricket and uh, we are the only 14 players in the country uh, when it comes to, to women's cricket that gets paid to play cricket. So um, it's quite difficult to obviously compare it, but um, yeah, Australia is leading the way at the moment when it comes to domestic cricket in, in, in world cricket, I guess, uh, for women. And um, we've got a long way to go. Um, cricket South Africa is doing everything they can to to get some sort of, um, I guess, league going for us, um, hopefully with time um, and, I guess, experience and exposure to, to what the WBBL is, is creating. And obviously, we were at the, the Super League as well. Um, we, we can do something similar, but it, it is a long way to go. But we're moving in the right direction, slowly but surely, and that's that's the positive thing for, for us is we're moving in the right directions. And hopefully with time, we can invite other other countries to come over and, and do exactly the same. But, um, you know, it's important for, for the South African players that, that are here to to take these experiences back home and, and you know, share it so, so that we can grow as a country and um, the, grow the, the game of women's cricket. So, yeah, we've got eight players here, which as a captain I'm, I'm proper proud of. Um, and hopefully everybody can do really well and, and take it back home and, and hopefully we can further women's cricket in, in South Africa. And Dana, you've had a fair few injuries over the last um, year and a bit. How do you feel coming into this season of WBBL? Injury-free. That's all I'm going to say. Injury-free. No injuries. I, I, yeah, I was in the gym. I jumped the house down. Um, <laughs> probably not as lean as I should be, but <laughs> you guys should see her in this hotel room, like doing everything she shouldn't. I keep on telling her, listen, you're going to injure the going to do that you're going to do that because she's like a child so that's why she gets injured so I have to be here and watch her throughout the day so that she doesn't injure herself because I think she gets bored and that's a way of I don't know keeping herself busy no the most important thing I'm not injured I'm coming in not fully fit in the strict sense of the world word but I am not injured (laughs) okay looks like we'll have to rely on Cappy to make sure it stays that way then I don't really do that bad stuff. I just like ski <laughs> around on those other things that you the the core the core thing that yeah. you ski around. I just step on it and ski, but there's nothing wrong with that. 
some fun. Oh, that sounds a bit hazardous. <laughs> She's just afraid I've the splits because the one day goes and the other one goes and I probably won't save myself then. <laughs> <laughs> seems, um, seems all right though. And there's no cooking in the hub. Everything's provided for you. So there won't be any avocado injuries this year, which is good news. I actually cut my thumb at home. You guys won't believe it. I cut my thumb. I was busy actually cooking for me and Cuppy again and she got me new knives. Jamie Oliver knives. And I was cutting an onion and I just went straight through my thumb. It, I don't know, you guys won't be able to see it, but I cut the piece of my thumb. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, Marazan, you were unfortunately sick for that World Cup semi-final back in March. Um, do you know what, what was wrong there? And obviously you're fully over that now. Um, no, we still don't know. Because um, when I got home, I was still sick um, for a while. Yeah, for a while with fever and stuff like that. So... You never know. I I, I thought I, I might have the, the virus myself because um, I basically had all the symptoms. It was just still so new in Australia and back home that nobody tested me for it. Um, but yeah, I was I was sick for a month, I think, after arriving home with, with fever and not feeling well. The test, they couldn't find anything. So, But luckily now I'm good. That's very good to hear. So obviously the Sixers, you guys have enjoyed a lot of success in this competition. Um, did it hurt not making the finals last season? And do you think that'll make the team even hungrier this time around? Yeah, I think so. I think we just we played some bad cricket um, at the end of last season, um, which is not like us. Um, but I think look, this year, if everyone stays fit and <laughs> available for all the games, I think we've got a good chance reaching the finals again. Yeah, they've certainly kept a very consistent list. I think it's the, if anything, it's even stronger. And you mentioned eight South Africans out here this season. You've spent time, I think, at a camp recently with some of them. Who do you think looks in really good form for this tournament? Um, unfortunately, I wasn't at the camp. I, I had a mild side strain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but obviously speaking to Kapi, she's always honest. Um, just off the top of my head, she said, um, Laura Wolfert's looking really good. Um, you know, she, her game's just been incredible. Um, I said it in an interview uh, probably last week that um, in the last uh, 18 to 12 months, um, her game has just gone through the roof. Um, it's just a testament to her, the hard work she's putting in at the moment. Um, yeah, just off the top of my head that, that Marzan spoke about um, highly of after the camp. But... <laughs> Look, everybody's looking good. I mean, we haven't played cricket since March, so <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see if we can actually hit the ball. Um, but uh, look, we've got quality players in in the Big Bash at the moment. You know, every single South African that's here, and I, I feel there's some South Africans that got left out a little bit. Um, you know, that's got a lot of potential. But I think um, high-quality uh, cricketers that that's here. Um, and again, I'm, I'm really proud. It's, it's, it's a proud year for for myself personally as, as the captain of the team that um, to see all the hard work of, of our players, you know, um, coming to the fr- forefront and, and playing for teams and getting opportunities in a, the best league in the world at the moment. Nice. And what about you, Marazan? Anyone that you thought was looking in really impressive form over the, over the winter? Um, for me as well, Wolf, he looked really good. Um, yeah. She actually played in my, we played a few T20s when we were at the camp. Um, and she really looked good. But, I mean, everyone, um, if you saw the way they played, you wouldn't think that they were not playing cricket for such a long time. So it's Sorry. been um, good. To, um, it's going to be interesting to see when the actual game starts if 
if that form continues. Well, Marazan and Dane, thank you so much for taking the time to join us on The Scoop. We wish you and the Sixers all the very best and we can't wait to watch. No worries. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, and good luck with the quarantine, the last bit. <laughs> Same Daniel. to you. <laughs> Not long to go now, guys. Today, we are flicking the switch to WBBL mode and here to join us once again is ABC commentator Kristen Beams, who played 45 games for the Melbourne Stars. Beamsy, we'll get your expert opinion and predictions around the tournament a little bit later on, but today we just wanted to get your thoughts around what the hub life aspect of this season might have on players and teams in terms of mental well-being, momentum and that sort of stuff. So this season has been condensed into 59 matches inside five weeks. Um, each team generally plays twice on the weekend and then on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Uh, with this in mind, how do you think teams will need to adapt to this pretty hectic schedule? Well, I think it's going to be a lot about mindset on how you go into it. I think there's been so much talk about hub at the moment. So I think teams will try to go in with a positive and try and stay with that. But I think it is going to be about which teams go into it and say, this is amazing. We have the opportunity during a pandemic to get together to play this tournament and other teams that go, wow, this is actually going to be really hard. We're going to be stuck in our hotel. We're only going to be going back and forth to game. So I actually think it's going to be the teams that have their individual players who look at it with a really positive mindset. I think in terms of the scheduling and the number of games, I think with so many Australian players who we've also got Australia A players, we've got international players. I think there's quite a few players within the tournament that will be used to essentially tour life. Um, and used to playing so many games in a short period of time, but it might be a bit of a of adapting for our younger players. And there's a lot of younger players in the WBBL this year, and I think it's it's going to be a quick learning uh, into what, you know, being a domestic cricketer is all about. And I think some of the teams have started to train this week. A lot of them don't really come together and get into the hub until a few days out. How important is it going to be off be for teams to get off to a good start in this tournament? It's going to be massive and it's going to be such a different preparation. You know, we kind of used to call it like a, a one or two week pre-season where, you know, your overseas players come in and you, you sort of get that time to play a lot of practice games and get that time to be together. Instead, teams are going to be within their states for a longer period of time and then a shorter preparation leading into to game one, which I think is only about 15 days away. So it's going to be really different for teams to actually click straight away. So normally you really like those practice games. And if you can get, you know, four or five practice games in that lead up with your team together, knowing that you're going to have so many players coming in, that becomes really helpful. So it's going to take a lot for teams. And I think it'll be about adapting. So adapting to a new position in the batting lineup, the bowling lineup, it might be a new skipper. So which teams actually settle themselves and get off to a good start is probably also going to go a long way to deciding the finalists. And obviously we know it's a super relentless schedule. There's not going to be very much time for teams and players to catch their breath. What do you think players will need to do to make sure that they're focusing a little bit of time on their mental well-being as well? Yeah, it's going to be massive. I'd assume a lot of teams are actually putting in a little bit of groundwork on that at the moment. And I think for players, it's really about saying, well, what does it look like when I'm at my best and what does it look like when I'm not at my best and making sure that they tick off all of those little things. I think we've seen a lot of golf clubs in, you know, hotel rooms and the, the putter is out and people are doing those sorts of things. And I think really players going into, well, what do I need for my own mental health and wellbeing? You know, we've, I think we've spoken about it before, but I, it, you know, it's an introvert's dream. Um, the hub, I think the introverts are going to think this is amazing. 
they'll have their time to really just chill out in their own time and space. They'll be reading, they'll be doing Netflix, they'll be doing what they want to do. I think it's a harder challenge for our extroverts who are just going to want to be in and around and talking to people. And how much do you think a home ground advantage comes into play this season, given the New South Wales players are playing with games they know well, but they're also in the bubble, so they don't get the comforts of home, which you get in a typical season? Yeah, I think that it won't be so much about the ground. Um, I think the, you know, as it has been in previous years, I think, you know, sometimes I feel like as a local player, you know, with players coming in and staying at the hotels and whatever else, you always sort of felt like it was this cool thing that your interstate and overseas players got to do is have this sort of, you know, living on Chapel Street if you're in one of the Melbourne teams and living the dream. And I think every local player kind of felt jealous of it. Well, probably not after this season, I don't think, with everyone actually having to be in that hotel environment. So I think it'll be a real shift for people to say, well, actually, maybe I do like sleeping in my own bed and maybe there are some things about being at home that are a big advantage. So no one is going to have those advantages. So I think it might just even things out from that point of view. And do you think teams will have to become a bit more comfortable with the idea of changing up their 11s as like people pick up injuries and that sort of stuff? Yeah, we talk so much about in the test game with bowlers being rested and everybody hates the idea that the quicks have to be rested and on rotation you know, when we talk about the Australian men's team, I think it's something that we're going to have to get used to. Um, I think for, for players, there's probably going to be players that get managed and therefore it's not going to be the result of an injury as to why they don't play, but just longevity within the tournament. And that is, again, it's another mental challenge for a player. When you're in good form and you know you're in the best 11, you just want to play. So all of a sudden when the coach taps on the shoulder and says, actually, for the the betterment of the whole tournament for this team, you're actually going to sit out. That is going to be a totally different conversation and hopefully something that that teams are talking about right now just to prepare players, um, especially players that are probably a little bit older um, and players with niggles, just to sort of get them across that at this point. And what's one quality or sort of mentality a team needs to have if they're going to finish in the top four this season? Uh, I think it's about the the long game. So I think it's about doing whatever you need to do to get to that backstage. Um, I think teams talk a lot about if you if you win seven games, you're maybe if you win eight games, you're probably likely to be in the finals. And I think it's about saying every day, how are we getting closer to getting those eight wins? Because all you want to do is get into that back four. Whatever you can do to get into the top four, you give yourself every chance. And it means that teams are going to be have to be more resilient than ever before around injuries and, and the like. So it's it's going to be a big ask for teams this year. Amesy, it's been a pleasure as always to have you joining The Scoop and we look forward to a deep dive into WBBL 06 later in the week. Can't wait. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of The Scoop. We've got a special treat for you coming up on Thursday. So we've got our resident expert, Kristen Beams, joining us for a bumper WBBL preview. We're going to go through all the clubs, how their squads are looking, the strengths and weaknesses, and we're sure Beamsy is going to have some pretty bold predictions. Until then, you can keep up with the latest news on cricket.com.au and on social media via cricket.com.au and the WBBL accounts. Sit back and enjoy the stroke play of Meg Lanning. This is excellent batting by Ash Gardner. Jonathan strikes again. She's on a hat-trick. She comes at Molyneux. Catch is taken by Perry. The Australian women's cricket team win their fifth T20 World Cup title in front of a magical crowd at the MCG.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.